We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those. Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat, cause we hot like. And doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting. Check mic 1212. We live, baby. Hey Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And we have a really dope guest in the house tonight. Well, this evening, I should say. He is a three-time Grammy-nominated hip-hop and R&B artist, songwriter, producer, <laughs> and an actor, okay? <laughs> so he's worked with various artists. Um, some you may have already heard of. Um, Jay Holiday, Fetty Wap, Big Slack, Justin Bieber, and a legendary uh, PM Don. So, Yeah. <laughs> Plus, he's here to discuss his newly released single, In the Dark. So you guys, without further ado, bringing up next to the mic, all the way from Queens, New York, the legendary James Worthy. What's up? What up? What up? (laughs) Thank you for that crazy uh, introduction. I appreciate all the love, man. Oh, you're welcome. Definitely nothing but love, brother. For real. Salute. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> um, so James, what we usually do here at Speak Your Mind Radio is a traditional icebreaker question. So yeah. let's do this. Let's do it. All right. Anything. So how were you inspired um to find your true potential at the tender age of 10? Ooh, uh, well, being from New York, from Queens, New York, to be exact, um, I've always been around music, you know, it was just, you know, I always say, uh, say that people was the inevitable, uh, well, the inevitable, because me just being around so many genres of music at one time, you know, so from R&B to hip hop to soul to house dance music, you know, just so many different variables of music. It was just kind of like I caught the music bug really, really early. And then, um, you know, just having music in my house, you know, like my parents used to listen to all types of music. So I was just always around it. So once I got really into like studying uh, music and different artists and even songwriters and musicians, it was just kind of like, that's just what I want to do. So you talk about your parents listening to different artists and things like that. Who did you most relate to? Um, it was, it was a, a, a couple different artists, you know, big Michael Jackson fan, yeah. uh, uh, big Quincy Jones fan, big, uh, Houdini fan, a tribe called Quest, um, you know, the Fugees, uh, Sheik and Nile Rogers, like, you know, just a plethora of different artists. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I read uh, somewhere, I believe it was a magazine interview that you gave. It was just like last year or two years ago. Okay. You said that you met the king of pop himself. Yeah. He told you, hey, kid, you should start, you know, entertainment, singing. Yeah, that's a fact. It's a fact, man. That, that was a crazy, crazy moment. 
Uh, I, I was about 11 years old. Um, and yeah, man, it was at Webster Hall in New York. I was with my dad. And, uh, you know, we just had a chance to go backstage. Um, really didn't know what to expect. You know, I was just happy to be at, at the place. You know, this was, this was a Michael Jackson event. So, you know, just me being a fan and just kind of seeing them on stage in person was, was enough for me. But, uh, you know, we got a chance to go backstage and actually meet them. And, you know, it was just like an eye open experience, you know, and just have just to have a short conversation with them that young. You know, that was kind of like, OK, this is like the, you know, the focal point of, all right, this is what I really, really want to do, you know, to be in the music business or, or the entertainment business. Right. That is super lit and everything. Um not to change the subject or nothing, but I want to wish you a happy belated birthday because I know your birthday. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're thank welcome. You. <laughs> so what did you do to celebrate? Were you with friends and family or did you just ride solo? Um, so crazy story. So um in the beginning of the day, it was it was kind of like then I kind of um, you know, spent some time with some family, you know, just hang out a little bit. And then um my mom and my sister. Uh, they wanted to surprise me uh, to go somewhere. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, whatever. So um, the surprise ended up being um, uh, a show that uh, the group Goody Mob was uh, performing at um, in Atlanta um, at a spot called Monticello. And a uh, real, real uh, popular spot in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, shout out to Goody Mob. Uh, really, really cool dudes. Those are like my big brothers. You know, shout out to Gip, CeeLo, all of them. And, um, yeah, I went over there and, uh, you know, that kind of ended up me uh, coming on stage with him for a second. Whoa. It was kind of dope. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I holla at Gip at the end. You know, Gip was a solid dude, man. You know, one of my, my good friends. Um, and if y'all have not seen the, uh, the Night Drive video, go check it out. Me and Big Gip. Goody Mob. Ooh, yeah. I, I missed that one, boy. I gotta go check that one out. Yeah, time. check it out. It's called Night Drive. Nah, me, me, and, uh, me and Big Gip. Yep. Mm, I can feel it. I love it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you another question. Um, Like, how did you pioneer your way through the industry so quickly? Man, uh, and I get that question a lot. And, you know, it's, it's really not one answer. It, it was just like a, a series of events. Like, like basically when I, when I came into the industry professionally, I was, I was real young. I was like 19, 20 years old, uh, coming in. And I've always from a young age, always wanted to have a legacy. And I mm -hmm. always wanted to like, you know, have my own thing just by, you know, studying the greats and, and being around the greats and being around legendary artists and just soaking up game and like learning the do's and the don'ts and all those different types of things. So me coming in and kind of set my own blueprint. Mm. I always wanted to do that early on because I know like that's your foundation. Like that's what follows you for the rest of your career. So that's kind of how I got into like different situations. Like I would, you know, say, hey, I want to work on this style of record with this type of artist and go over here and go over there and go in this genre, that genre. So, you know, that's why my my catalog and my discography is so diverse because I wanted to stick my hand in every pot that I could. You know what I mean? I didn't oh. just want to stay in a hip hop lane or R&B lane. Like, no, I'm going to go to pop. I'm going to go to dance. I'm going to go to house. I'm going to go to track. I'm going to mm -hmm. go EDM. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of that. That is amazing. And that's just crazy because 
just listening to a few songs from your previous last two hour, uh, um, albums, excuse me, Blue Leisure, I yeah. like Glow, I like Coffee. Um, it was another track on there I was really digging. But my point is, I feel like you never said no to trying new things. And yeah. this is why I get this international glow from you or something about you in your music. I feel like you have a lot of, I don't even want to say potential. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I you. you're international, like women and men, just everybody messes with you like all over the world. That's how I feel about you. And, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, my audience is pretty diverse. Mm -hmm. Like I have a big fan base in the UK and, and overseas. So, you know, I have a lot of fans in like London, Paris, Australia, Germany, like those types of places. And then of course I have a, a, a US following too, but I like to cater my music to just, just different ethnicities and different, you know, people in different places because you never know where music is gonna take you or where it's gonna land. So I try to, you know, cater to as many types of people as possible in different demographics. But, you know, and it's, and it's even like past that because like people, people, a lot of people knew me as a producer and a songwriter for a long time, right? So when I transitioned into artistry, it was a smooth transition, don't get me wrong, but it was kind of like the best of both worlds. Like I got my older audience that knows me for what I what started out doing and then they're loving what I'm doing now. And then I have new fans who had no idea that I was writing and producing for other artists. All they know is me as the artist. So it's kind of like I'm getting both sides of everything, which is kind of cool. And, um, you know, when I was making those projects like Blue Leisure and Kaleidoscopes, it's like, yeah. you know, those are really special times in my life because I took my time making those projects, mm. but I was, I was such in different places, like creatively and even like mentally to where I was, you know, where I was in my career at those points. And I'm like, I'm not just going to put out anything. I'm just not going to put out a body of work and just throw it out and see whatever happens. Like, I take it very seriously because I come from that. Like I come from seeing how artists put albums together and put out singles and how the label works it and what's, what's the plan, what's the rollout, blah, blah, blah. So I implemented those same techniques into mine. That is an amazing story. Uh, talk more about that transitional period because I find that a lot with um, people in the entertainment world, like if you're an artist and you end up being an actor, and you know, we're going to talk about that too, or if you're an actor, you end up being an artist. Talk about that because yours, yours was a smooth transition, but tell me it, like, make me feel it. So, so um, the interesting, the real interesting part about it is I remember probably 2016, uh, I forgot what project specifically I was working on at that time, but I was just wrapping it up. And uh, a good friend of mine, um, his name is International Nova. He's an oh, uh, artist cool. as well. He uh, He's from New York too. Mm -hmm. And um, he had moved to Atlanta and uh, me and him have been friends for a while. Oh. And, um, you know, we, he, he moved to Atlanta. I was probably uh, one of the first people he, he met in Atlanta um, with the uh, exception of a couple other people. And we just started working together. Um, and one, one day I just came to his studio and he was working on his album at the time. And I wasn't doing artistry yet. I was still strictly production and writing. Mm -hmm. 
So I was more so producing some stuff for him and just trying to figure out, you know, what sound we would go with for him. So uh, while in his studio, he was asking me to demo a hook for him for a song that he was working on. It, it wasn't going to stay there. It was just for me to demo it just so we can get the feel. Mm. So we did the demo and it came out really dope. He told me, yo, man, this is fire, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I didn't really think nothing about it. So it turned into us doing more stuff as a demo. So at some point he hit me, he was like, man, like some of these is fire, man. Like we need to use it for something. So I'm like, all right, well, you know, use it, whatever we need to do. <laughs> so that turned turned into us like recording full songs together, me and him. So one day at the studio again, he was like, man, why don't we just make it into a group? Like we put out a single or something. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. Now, mind you, in the meantime, people were already kind of requesting music from me as an artist, like, because I would sing backgrounds for other people and demo different things here and there, like when I'm shopping songs. Yeah, yeah. So people automatically love my voice. So it was kind of a short, small demand going on. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hmm, that might be kind of cool. But mind you, artistry was always in my plan. Nobody really knew that. It was just timing. So when we started doing the demos and we started doing the full songs, I'm like, okay, yeah, we, we got some stuff. We got it. So the, I think the last song we did was called Wine For Me, which ended up being the, the first single. So it was, the group was called King's X2. So it was myself and him. Our first single was called Wine For Me and it uh, debuted at number 10 on Billboard. Mm. So that was my first song ever as an artist or being on a song as an artist charting on billboard crazy so that was the introduction to the to the world as me as an artist so um the single did really really good and then uh you know eventually we kind of broke the group up because we were doing solo projects and things like that and that's when i went solo and you know it just kind of skyrocketed from there that is an excellent story. Like, uh, just the cadence in your voice, just speaking about it gives hope and inspiration to others out there that wish to do what you're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's what it's about, you know? Like, I try to inspire people and give information as much as I can, you know? Because, you know, it's a snaky game, you know? And, yeah. and it's a crazy game, you know? So you got you to gotta know what's going on and you got to be knowledgeable, you know? Because... It's, it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is. Um, okay, so speaking of your first single, Wine With Me, let's talk about this newly released single, In The Dark. Um, yeah. Kind of tell me, and I ask every artist this, but like, what kind of mindset were you in when you wanted to develop this track? Because it's really sensual and sexual, so to speak, you know? So basically, In The Dark is talking about basically spicing up the the sexual aspect of your relationship Boom. so like for example you can probably you know be a couple to where y'all do the same thing over and over or you know you do it with with some candles on or the lights on or whatever so in this song it's more so like okay we're gonna do this all the way in the dark like we ain't gonna see nothing all we're gonna do is feel the energy feel the vibe and feel each other that's pretty Cool. You know what I mean? So it's kind of, that's really the premise of it, but it's also just kind of like a metaphor to where like, we're, we're dancing 
we're dancing around where we're pretty much the energies are dancing around each other. You know what I mean? So like you feel your vibe, I feel mine and we collided together to make one. Yeah, that is extra steamy. Yeah. So <laughs> um, which project is this from in the dark? So uh, this is the, the first single off uh, my debut album that I'm releasing uh, this year, uh, this summer. Mm-hmm. So the name of the album is called Once a Fairy Tale. And uh, probably it'll probably drop end of June or going into July. What's the name of it again? It's called Once a Fairy Tale. Once a Fairy Tale? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Okay, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me, um, Once a Fairy Tale, how would that differ from uh, Blue Leisure or um, Kaleidoscopes? Um, so it's really like a continuation of those projects. Um, so, you know, really all my projects are theme projects. So with Once a Fairy Tale, it's uh, pretty much an eclectic album. It's um, very, very musical. Like it's probably probably the most musical project I've ever made. Uh, it's, it's speaking in terms of the tempo, the production, the writing, the melody structure, just everything is, is very eclectic. But even the meaning of the project is, you know, I'm kind of like, like I'm taking people into my world a little bit more than I've ever done on my other projects before. So within the storytelling and within the the um, the premise of each song, because each song has a story in its in itself. So I'm kind of like taking you in a movie, so to speak, from top to bottom. But some of it you could probably take it as fictional or non-fictional. So that's why I call it once a fairy tale because it's to what your interpretation is. Wow. Hey, that's beautiful. That's the way you make music, uh, define music as art, like just like that. It's abstract, like whatever I think it may not be it, but that's what I got from it, you know? Right. So that is definitely key. Um, speaking of keys, <laughs> <laughs> name three keys to your success. Ooh, three keys to my success. I would say consistency. Mm. Um, I would say confidence mm-hmm. and um, knowledge. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, just just being knowledgeable on everything that I possibly can. Man. And sometimes we it's we can't know everything. You know, everything mm-hmm. is in like trial and error and experiences, mm-hmm. but you know, without those experiences, you wouldn't know anything to begin with. So, you know, um, all the things that I've been through and all the things that I've endured has made me the musician and, and the artist that I am now. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, nobody can be successful without failures. you darn right. Michael Jackson, uh, Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael Jordan failed, like, umpteen times before he became the greatest NBA exactly. basketball exactly. player of all time. Exactly. Hey, your light just went out. <laughs> I know. I was, this computer light. <laughs> right, right. I feel you. Okay. So, um, James, like, let me, let me get my questions together. So I didn't forget. But um, how was it like working with Jay Holiday on a uh, gold mine in mm. With PM Don, because I know he produced that track, right? 
So um, funny enough, uh, shout out to PM Don, man. That's, that's my guys. So PM Don, they actually um, executive produced Kaleidoscopes. They produced, uh, executive produced that project with me. Uh, so that was really, really amazing. Uh, shout out to K-Rock, to PM Don as well. Super dope producer. Uh, so when it came to Goldmine, um, actually, I produced Goldmine. Cool. So it was, and that song is, is interesting how that song came about because I had that song for like four years, just like kind of sitting in the tub. So it was, it was in my catalog for a while. Hmm. And I demoed the song like um, some years ago and I didn't really know what to do with it at that time. It was just, you know, something that I did and it was an idea. And I'm like, you know, I'll see what I want to do if I want to shop it to somebody or whatever. So you know, when, when COVID-19 hit last year, um, things just kind of got pushed, you know, back to the burner a little bit. And, you know, we had to reset and rethink some things. So I'm like, okay, well, I can't go on the road or I can't tour this year, you know, can't really move how I want to move. So I need to put out some music, uh, you know, just to, you know, give the fans. So that's when I went into the catalog and seeing what I had, you know, before I created something uh, new and Goldmine uh, was in there and I came across I'm like oh man I forgot about this record and I loved it so much so I'm like I definitely want to use it but I felt like I wanted somebody else on there with me just to give it a different flavor uh, than the original so um, I pretty much just kind of touched it up Go, uh, Goldmine was it was a little bit different in the beginning than what it which out here now oh yeah uh so you know i definitely spiced it up a little bit but uh jay holiday was one of the people i had in mind uh, a couple other people too but we've known each other for a, a little while we, we run in the same circles know the same mm -hmm. people so we had just never worked together before wow so um i just reached out to him and you know he he definitely wanted to be a part of it and we we made it happen that is so freaking cool i promise you so um Dang. Okay, so like, who do you see yourself working with in the future, like collaborating with? Man, um, man, I'm such a fan of, of so many different artists, but uh, I would love to work with uh, with Miguel. Ooh, I would love to cool. work with The Weeknd, um, Frank Ocean, um, Sia, Eric Badu, um, Q-Tip, um, let me see, um, Chris Brown, Kanye West, you know, artists like that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, um, one person that I was going to say some of those names too. What about uh, Lizzo? I like Lizzo. You, you know, to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not too well versed in her catalog. I know, I know a handful of her songs, which she's, she's definitely a dope artist. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I would love to listen to more of her, so yeah. And as you brought her up, I'm going to definitely uh, listen to more of her music. But uh, shout out to Lizzo. I like Lizzo. Yes, true parts. Go Lizzo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Talk about some of the artists that you have written for. Man, uh, I've, I've worked with so many artists. Uh, let me see. You named a couple earlier. I know. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think besides that. Um, Man, I've I've worked with uh, uh, Truth Hurts. I've worked with uh, Bobby Brown. I've worked with Whitney Houston. I've worked with uh, Drag on the Swiss Beats. Um, I've worked with Ruffins. I've worked with Silk. 
Um, let me see. Uh, Robin S., CC Penniston, Arrested Development, uh, Future, Yo Gotti, um, Mike Jones. Damn. Uh, I mean, the list goes on. Sammy, Youngberg. What? You know, Bird? yeah. Okay, I definitely hear you. This is a beautiful interview because you have it going on. Period. Um. <laughs> okay, so can you can you tell us like um, any projects that you have coming up as as far as excuse me, television is concerned? Like you know. Um. Mm-hmm. Let me see. So I know right now I'm in production uh, for my own documentary that I'm filming uh, this year. So it's going to be the James Worthy documentary. Just kind of like, you know, showing the early story of my life and my career to uh, where it's at now. Uh, You know, just the different intricate parts and the ups and downs and, and the whole story, you know, so people can understand where I came from and how I got to where I'm at now. And, you know, the story is still being written. So it'll probably be like the uh, the part one. And then, you know, as stuff continues to go on, you know, we'll do a part two. But um, I'm definitely working on that. Uh, working on some film projects um, for some movies that I'm uh, working on. So I'm really excited about that for some, uh, some um, heavyweight uh, company, production companies. So, you know, shout out to Lionsgate and wow. Paramount. So, um, yeah. That is beautiful. Um, if you're able to give out that information, who is the director over the movies that you're working on? Uh, good question. Um, we're in the early stages. So it's kind of like we're um, kind of like putting the story, the story and the storyline together, so to speak. So once that's kind of like fully set in stone, then that's when I'll start appointing, you know, who's going to be doing what and who's featured in here, and blah, 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 you know, so I know everybody wants to know that, so I'll be probably making an announcement once it's official soon, so, you know, I'm just super excited to have a chance to do it, you know what I mean, because, you know, I just want people to understand, you know, the story, and, you know, because I know a lot of people feel like they'll see things from me, and they act like it was just like, boom, here it is, like, but it, it took a lot of time, and a lot of work, to you know get those things and do those things you know so I want people to understand the story okay so let me ask you this question which you pretty much answered but where would you say you are within your story and I know it's it's transitioning on to a different story Mm -hmm. I'll probably just answer the damn question myself um (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like because I I guess you're in the introductory part of the the new season so to speak right 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 Pretty much, pretty much. I mean, you know, where I'm at right now is is I'm kind of like, I guess I'm in the in the middle, so to speak. Like in the sense of, you know, I've I've accomplished so much on the on the other spectrum, and what I mean by what I mean by that is, you know, production and writing and and, and other things. But now going into artistry, I think, you know, there's so many new people catching on to that wave they don't they don't know the backstory right so people are just seeing me do so much as such a short amount of time in the artistry realm that it's it's just an interesting story to tell because it's even even like I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day to the to the point of like 
everything is coming full circle now or back full circle because now I'm actually collaborating artist to artist with artists that I used to produce and write for. Stop it. Stop it. Wow. So it's just so funny to me. Incredible. Incredible. You you just said a mouthful. You said um, the universe basically brings things back full circle. Yeah. I'm much older than you and I'm just realizing these things myself. So (laughs) congratulations. Thank you. Uh, God bless you on your journey. God in your hustle period. You know, I'm just. I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I wish I had, let's see, another question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, Let's see. Uh, What would, no. Are you going to have a visual for In the Dark? Like, Yes, yes. Um, actually, I'll be shooting the video next week. For real? So, uh, you know, probably be on the lookout for the video to drop probably end of April or go on top of May. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got mm-hmm. it. So is it going to be out before Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Uh, I believe so, but we'll, we'll definitely see for sure. We'll, we'll confirm that way before it comes out. But uh, but it's coming real, real soon. Real sexy, real, you know, elegant vibe. Yes. You know, we, we might put a little twist in there, you know, just to just to get y'all minds going, yep. you know, but yep. it's, it's going to be hot. That's so freaking dope. Um, I guess you ain't going to tell me what the theme is. You just said you're going to spice it up. So maybe we just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, y'all got to wait for that one. I, I can't let it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to definitely watch it, man. Anyway um thank you so much did you, and did you see the gold mine video by the way no i just heard oh man you gotta watch that see that that it. video was setting the tone for this video oh well then i'm definitely watching it then for sure oh yeah 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 you gonna like it i can't wait thank you so much <laughs> mm-hmm Hi, King James. I keep calling you King freaking James because <laughs> people people so used to calling me that. It's cool. It's and you know why? Because that's that's my nickname. Like people, the fans have gave me gave me that nickname for such a long time, so it just stuck with people. <laughs> that's dope. That is so dope. Um, one more thing. Talk about the importance of moving in silence. I think you're the prime example of that. Um, moving in silence. Um, I think it's important because to me, in my opinion, it shows your humility, number one. And number two, uh, sometimes things ain't always meant to be said. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm I'm one of those people to where like I'm big on actions. Like I show you better than I can tell you. You know, so that's that's kind of how I move, like. You know, I don't really do a lot of talking all the time as far as, you know, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, when it happens, it happens. And, you know, when it's announced, you'll know. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to end it off on that note because that was some strong, powerful jewels right there. So I hope you all got that because that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you again, uh, King, King James, for coming on the show today. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no problem, no problem. I appreciate you, Queen. For sure. And I will definitely keep in touch with you uh, for yes. the new events coming up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I will keep you posted on when the video drops, when the new stuff is dropping. I got some new collabs getting ready to drop soon. You know, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. All right. I'm there. I'm there. I'm down. I'm down. <laughs> and make sure you check out Night Drive, too, me and Gip. Yes. Night Drive and the Gold Mine video. Yeah. 
So Goldmine Music Video is on YouTube. It's on my YouTube channel. Uh, so just search James Worthy Music. Uh, it's on my Vivo channel as well. So it's on YouTube. And uh, Night Drive, uh, the music video for Night Drive is on there as well. Oh, I, I got to go see that one right now. I, I swear, I, I have like a nighttime vibe so bad. <laughs> Oh, you all you gonna like them videos. I know, I can't wait. Period. <laughs> all right, I'll see you later, uh, King James. All right, be easy. Bye.